With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm 
Good evening, good evening. Yes, we want God to fill us up. Fill me up, God, fill me up, God, fill me up till I overcome. That is a song by gospel great Tasha Cobbs Leonard. And we are grateful and we want to welcome you tonight to Learners Lounge Thursday. Tonight is Thursday, the 21st of April 2022. We want to say happy Earth Day to those of you who all love the earth and try to keep it clean, safe, and healthy. We say happy Earth Day to you. Tonight is Learners Lounge Thursday. And welcome back to the lounge. Yet another day that God has allowed us to be here on the air. The doctor is in tonight, and he will be giving us what thus saith the Lord. And now it is time for Inspiration Thursday. And tonight I want to tell you guys what does the scripture Romans 8 and 16 mean. And 8 and 16 says in the King James Version, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So I just want to tell you guys what that means, what the commentator decides that this particular scripture and for Romans 8 and 16, what it means is that Paul had wrote in the previous verses prior to Romans 8 and 16 that it is by God's Holy Spirit given to us as a people by God when we became his children through faith in Christ that we call out to say God as our father. Paul gave another name in the spirit, the spirit of adoption. God adopted us into his family. Bit by bit, Paul was revealing exactly what the Holy Spirit does in and through those who are in Christ. Now, in Romans 8, he emphasizes, talking about Paul, he emphasized that the communication between us as the people and God is the only and is one of the key works of God's spirit inside of us. That communication goes in both directions. So I'm going front to back, back to front, side to side, left to right, right to left. By the Spirit, we can communicate with God at the most basic level. We cry to him, and he hears us from our Father. Now, Romans 8 to 26 through 27, that does go on to even further and to say, showing that the Spirit is the one who takes our prayers even when we don't know what to pray to the hearts of our Father. In the verse, the communication goes the other way. God communicates from his spirit to our spirit that we are his children. Now, his spirit does bear witness, and it keeps communicating to us over and over that we belong in God's family. Now that we are in Christ, he confirms to us what is true on some deep and un spoken level, the confidence we carry that we belong to God, not because of our goodness or effort, but because his love for us comes directly from God's spirit with us. Now, in the beginning of Romans chapter 8, the beginning of Romans 8 and the end, they both start with declarations of Christ's absolute security before God. There is no condemnation for those in Christ, and nothing will ever be able to separate us from his love. God has agape love. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Having believed the gospel, we now live in the spirit of God. That allows us to call God our Father. We will suffer with Christ, and we will suffer along with all creation while we wait for God to reveal to us with the help of his Holy Spirit. 
And we are confident that God is for us and loves us in Christ. So this is what we're talking about in the Inspiration Thursday portion, just breaking down what Romans 8 and 16 means. So to summarize and captivate you guys and tell you guys what it really talks about, the basis of it is we are God's children. We are his children. He loves us with the key word for tonight is agape love. That is a love that can't be broken, can't be snapped, can't be split in two. That love is a greater love that when you have God's agape love, there is no love greater. There is no better feeling than to have God's Holy Ghost. There is no greater feeling than to know that God is with you every step of the way. And you can talk to him throughout the day. From the moment you open your eyes to the time you go to bed, you can talk to him subconsciously. But when you're not conscious, you can talk to him inadvertently. When you're in your dreams, you could be dreaming of talking to God. So, yes, you still can talk to him when you're sleeping away. And I thank you guys for listening to Inspiration Thursday. And now the doctor is in, and he is prepared for what thus saith the Lord. He's going to break down to us the religious barriers. He's going to teach us the word, possibly a little preaching, but we'll get a whole lot of teaching. Get out your KJV, get out your pencil and your paper, and let's get ready to get school. God bless everyone. Thank you tonight. God bless you tonight. Amen. Thank you, Sister Gitasha. Amen again. Amen. Bringing words of inspiration on each Thursday night, God allows us to come on. And as I often say, I pray that your ears are tuned to hear uh, what she is saying. Amen. She's giving you the scripture so you can read it for yourself. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. And let us be glad and rejoice therein. Amen. We just want to try to give you food for thought tonight. Uh, as we do, amen, on each Wednesday night, uh, Thursday night. Get your pencils, amen, and your papers, because I will be relating some scriptures to you if you want to go back and find out, amen, where I am coming from tonight. It is such a blessing to be able to come, amen, and share God's word along with God's peoples all over the face of this earth, every ethnic group, Amen, that God has allowed us to come together. It is such a blessing. Let us continue to pray one for another. Amen. We are going to call your attention, amen, to the book of St. Matthew tonight, chapter 7 through 23, and Matthew 24, chapter verse 4 through 5. Matthew 24 and 11, and Matthew 24, 23 and 24, Matthew 7, 24 and 26. And we go on to Amen, began to read in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 22 through 23. It said, Wherefore, by their fruit ye shall know them. 
Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name has cast out devils? And in thy name does many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that worked in iniquity. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 continues and says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Matthew 24 and 11 says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Matthew 24, 23 and 24 reads as thus, then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or them, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christes and false prophets who shall show great signs and wonders. Inasmuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew seven twenty-four. So therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descendeth, and the flood cometh, and the wind bloweth, and it beateth upon the house, and it falls not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which builds his house upon the sand. Hearing God's word tonight, we want to talk about a prepared church, a prepared church. The writer, amen, here in Matthew, that letting us know, amen, that before the coming of Jesus, as it is in the day and time that you and I are living in right now, he said, be aware of false prophets. Somebody that can prophesize and maybe tell you something 
that you think, amen, God is speaking to that woman or man. Beware of false prophets. They have the appearance of being a minister or a woman or a man of God. They have the appearance which come to you in sheep clothing. They look, amen, harmless. They come to you in sheep clothing. But inwardly, they are raving wolves. And they get your attention. Trying to get into your head. And put things in your head, amen, that should not be. But the writer go on and let us know, wherefore by their fruit. Every one of us produce some kind of fruit. And you should know good fruit from bad fruit. No matter how much people talk about the Lord, how much they say they love the Lord, or go to church, pay their tithes, Your fruit tells off on you. Wherefore, by their fruit, ye shall know them. You, you're going to know them about the life that they are living. Because you're going to, amen, measure their life up with the word of God. And if their lives is not measuring up to the word of God, then, amen, you know, amen, that they are not really people of the Lord. These false prophets, beware of them. They are everywhere. They are very tricky. They are very deceiving. We're living in a, a deception world, a world where people are being tricked every day. Notice, he said, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord. Just because you hold a conversation with somebody and they be, be on your level saying, yes, Lord. It does not mean, amen, everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is a true, saved, sanctified individual. Lord means to be ruler over one's life. shall enter into the kingdom. They are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Just because they act religious and look religious, it does not mean they're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Who is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven? But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. The one, amen, that has done the will of God is a man is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we are not doing the will of God right here on earth, then don't expect to get into heaven. First Timothy, Second Timothy, man, three and thirteen says, "But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse." 
Brother Anderson Wayne, man, that way back in the days of Paul and Timothy, they looked down through the line and they saw the nature of man and they seen the nature of man was not going to get any better. It's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. That same old lie that Satan told in the Garden of Eve, deceiving a man and being deceived, is still penetrating hard today. Many persecution and deception, amen, will conform the church. But God has prepared the church to prevail. Thank God, amen. He said, up on this rock, I will build my church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now the rock that he was speaking of was he himself. I'm going to build my church up on my own self. I know and we know a man that called Peter a little petrol, a small rock. But that is not where God says he was going to build his church. But he was going to build his church up on himself. The church, amen, is the body of Christ. The church, the real church, is the body of Christ. A body with many members, according to 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. The church, amen, is not a little church. It's it's a big church. It has many members. And each member has a unique place and a purpose within the body. In the body of Jesus Christ, we ought to all be able is to work. We all don't have an excuse and say, man, I don't have this or that to do. But Jesus said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We all, all believers ought to have a responsibility and not just cluster one up on another one on a Sunday and everybody want to preach. The whole world is open to you. Within the body, and when function properly and contribute to the welfare of the whole body, the Holy Spirit must prepare and condition each member in order for it to be function properly. The Holy Ghost, amen, has to lead each member if they're going to function properly. I find out today, man, we have a problem. We are very selfish. The Bible says, he that is led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. But sometimes we don't want to be led by the Spirit. We want to do as we feel that it is necessary for us to do. But when we are functioned by the Holy Ghost and we are led by the Holy Ghost, we can see that there is a different atmosphere in the church or among, amen, God's peoples. 
For the benefit of the body, amen, Father, it is necessary for every member, amen, to work with the Spirit. Don't work against the Spirit. Switch not the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. People work against the Spirit. They want to be the show flow. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They work against the Spirit. Accepting the amen. Accepting and following his guide in action, of, in action within. The Lord, amen, wants us to be led by his Spirit. Let the Lord speak to you. Whether you're in church, whether you're at home or done some kind, let the Lord lead you. Preparing. It involves fitting a person with skill. You got to have you got to be skillful. If you're gonna go out there, amen, and be a witness for Jesus, you got to be skillful. You know the devil is a very skillful spirit. He's a very cunning and conniving spirit. Tricky, trickery, deceitful. You got to be unique to his temperament, his background, and his personality. Conditions a person to make his actions subject in advance of the need for the actions and make a person ready to take the appropriation action at the precise time. You got to know when to do things, amen, at a, a precise time. You may have a lot of thoughts in your mind, sometime to do this, uh, say that, amen. But everything, amen, that is in your mind, you see, it's not the right time to speak it. It is, it is needful. Most believers, amen, actually recognize the will of God by their lives. Beloved, as you listen to me tonight, do you know what the will of God is in your life? I have had so many members ask me, well, Bishop, what did the Lord call me for? I don't, I don't really know. I'm willing to participate in ever what there is, but I don't really know what the Lord called me to do. You ought to know your purpose in life. The Holy Ghost, amen, will make room for your purpose. Because, amen, the scripture reveals his generousness and more will. Amen. The scripture reveals to us God's generous and more will. However, many individuals, sometimes they miss the time and the purpose of God 
forever in their life. If you don't move when the Spirit of God moves or say when that opportunity comes, you may not never get that opportunity again. We must know. We must know the Spirit of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep knows my voice, but a stranger they shall not follow. Do you really know the voice of Jesus? Understanding, amen, properly timing of the will of God is the important as knowing what is his will. Understanding the proper timing of the will of God is as important as knowing what is his will. Amen. Do you understand the timing in your life? So you know, amen, that you are in the will of God. Do you really understand the timing? Are you casually and careless and just going along saying, yes, I'm a Christian, but you don't know really what time it really is. The church, amen, is a unique creation with a unique mission. It has a, amen, a, 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 a unique mission. As the body of Christ, we are the body of Jesus Christ. You cannot tell your eyes, amen, it has no need, amen, of your body. You can't tell your feet it don't have no need of your body or your arm. It is part of your body. It exists to perform the will of, of Jesus, Christ on earth. That's what, amen, it is all about. As the body of Christ, it exists to perform the will of Jesus Christ on earth. We ought to be letting the will of Jesus be done, amen, in our life right here on earth. That's why the Lord saved you that, amen, his will could be done in your life. Preparing, amen, for the kingdom of heaven. We ought to, amen, be out there prepared for the kingdom of heaven. Are you prepared for the kingdom of heaven? Or you got, amen, so many other Things on your mind that you are halfway trying to serve God and halfway trying to prepare for the kingdom of heaven. The Lord has called believers, amen, to petriate readiness to do his will. God has called believers, amen, is to petriate readiness. He wants you to be ready, not get ready. He wants you to be ready. At this hour that you hear Dr. Moore's voice, the Lord wants you to be ready. The day that you hear my voice, he said, hard not your heart. 
make new converts and prepare them to be servants of Jesus Christ. That's what the body of Jesus is for, is to make new converts. Go, 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 go. Go into the world and preach the gospel. I'm not talking about no any kind of gospel, but I'm talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preparing, amen, on the apostles' distinction. A prepared church is marked by the distinction of the apostles' trade. A real church is marked by the apostle trade, both in words and in deeds. Distinguished apostle characteristics. They got, amen, the same characteristics that the apostles had. No different. We have that same characteristic as the apostle and that was to please him that who has sent us. Began it, amen, with the apostles and prophets. We honor what the prophets and the apostles has reported to us. That's what we honor. On while Jesus built the New Testament church in Ephesians 2 and 20, but they continued with the apostle belief today. When the Lord, amen, in Ephesians 2 and 20, they continued with the apostles. Right here today, they didn't, they didn't change. As we see so much, amen, is changing today. Remember, amen, that oh, you shall know them by their fruit. We call it, amen, a modern time now. We don't have to live like the apostles do. The apostles didn't do nothing but live holy. And Jesus said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And holy without, no man shall see the Lord. We got to do that same thing. Jesus Christ, amen, he is the chief. He is the head of everything. He is the cornerstone of the apostle teaching and the gospel message. It is Jesus of the head which distinguishes his church from others. <clears throat> Jesus' church is not like everybody else's church. Thank God we are under the apostle doctrine. And Jesus Christ is our head. He's our Chief Cornerstone. Now, like the Sherman of Israel in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, each generation had to pass down a distinguished apostle train. If it, it, succeeding the generation are to hold to them and propagate, propagate them, Paul instructed Timothy to commit teaching. Commit to teaching. Don't, don't, 
Amen. Get away from teaching. Learn. Listen. Commit to teaching. To faithful means. Not any kind of man, amen, that pick up the Bible every once in a while, just getting amen start. But to faithful men, people that have been in this thing. Commit to faithful men. The things he has heard from Paul, so they could in turn teach them to others. You find that in Second Timothy 2 and 2. It is important that believers teach and preach doctrine truth. It is important that believers teach doctrine truth. Sound doctrine. Not just no any kind of but sound words. But it is more important, amen, that they live out their truth daily. Amen. If you really want to know the truth, and a person says they know Jesus, watch their lives. Your life tells off on you whether you are a man living truth or not. I don't care how well one can speak, how anointed a man they can say they are, how many tongues they can rattle off. Watch their lives. You should know them by their fruit. It's going to tell off on them. It is vital, amen that the church put into the head and the heart and the hands of a coming generation. Amen. We must put, amen, the word of God into the hand, amen, of this coming generation. We have almost lost this generation because we have not put truth in them. We allow them, amen, to accept any and everything and, and amen, making the kids believe that it's all right. We have a responsibility as leaders of the body of Jesus Christ, ministers of God, we have a great responsibility. Put it in their hands. Amen. In the coming generation, the doctrine and the practice of the apostles. Put this doctrine, uh, amen, in the hands of our young people. Let them know, amen, Jesus and laid the way for us. Some of those vital doctrines are. Amen. Go tell us about it. We use the word monothesia. That is, amen, believing in only one God. Now, amen, there are people believe in more than one God, but amen, monothesia, believe only in one God, who himself took 
on flesh through the Son of God. He took on flesh, this one God. You know the story, came down from heaven and died for this Mount Ephesians. Jesus Christ, Deuteronomy 6, amen, 4, 5. will tell you, amen, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not two, not three. It ain't but one real God. Isaiah 12 and 2. Matthew 1, 21 through 23. Then, amen, under this amen apostle doctrine, it tells you about the gospel of salvation. The apostle preached the gospel that was given unto them by Jesus himself. They didn't make up something and took off with it and said, we're going to start a church. This gospel was given to the apostles by Jesus Christ. They didn't deviate from it. Luke noted that the act of the apostles was a continuum of what Jesus had began to do and to teach in his days or his flesh, when he was walking around here in the flesh. That's what Jesus was teaching and preaching. Acts 1 and 1. The apostle Paul sincerely spelled out the gospel according to the scripture. Not amen, anything made up, but this thing was amen according to the word of God. As the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians fifteen one through eight. Moreover, the gospel involves the believer association with these dramatic elements of Jesus' life. As the believer experienced their practice application in his own life, he experienced the death of Jesus. When you come to Jesus, you experience the death of Jesus through repentance of sin. When a believer comes to Jesus, they experience the death of Jesus through Repentance. Repent of your sins. That is the cry of the apostles. That is the trade of the apostles. Repent of your sins. In other words, he died to the personal gratification and self-serving desire wrought in us by sin. Jesus died. Jesus died. We have to also die. When we repent of our sin, it is a spiritual death. Amen. That we put on. 
secondly, a man experienced, it was a burial of Christ. You got to be buried with Christ. You have to be buried with Christ through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. According to Acts 2 and 38, Acts 6, 8, and 16, Acts 10 and 48. Thirdly, he experienced the resurrection of Christ. When he received the Holy Ghost, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive a spiritually resurrection. Now, amen, but you must receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us, amen, Jesus told his uh, disciples is to go to Jerusalem and stay there until you be endowed with power from on high. We don't like to do that today. We don't want to stay until that Holy Ghost, that dunamis power comes. But listen, Romans the 8th chapter, it, it let us know, amen, that Romans 8 and 9, it is essential that one be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 and 9, it reads and says, amen, that but ye, ye are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, amen, that means, you know, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't belong to Jesus. Read it, amen, for yourself. It's just as plain. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't belong to Jesus. The next verse says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. You don't go on and sin, amen, if Christ is in you. You don't act upon sin. You don't let sin, amen, range in your mouth about it that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Amen. If Christ is in you, the Holy Ghost don't allow that. The Holy Ghost says, amen. What shall we say then? Shall we continue upon my believer in sin that grace may abide? God forbids us. Amen, as believer, is to continue, amen, in sin. He didn't give us the license of sin. Listen, children. The new birth, the experience of the new birth, amen. A believer, amen, continues to grow in Christ and manifest spiritual progress 
in his holy lifestyle, sanctification under God, and life of a Christian service. Second Peter one five and nine. He goes for some emphasis on the name of Jesus, on the name of Jesus. Matthew six and nine, and Matthew Amen eighteen and twenty, Mark sixteen and seventeen, and so many other scriptures. Sometimes we see, amen, the writing that emphasized the using of the term Christ. Christ. With little or no mention of the name, Jesus. Christ. Who is or what is Christ? Christ. Amen. When we when we use Christ, we mean the anointing one. And Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is that anointing one. Every born-again believer ought to be anointed. You ought to have a spiritually anointing about yourself. And if you live in anything, you will. Because you got Christ within you. Christ is not on the outside of you. He's now aborting within you, anointed. And when Christ means amen, anointed, one and Jesus is the Christ, it serves more as a description than a title, amen, or a name. The New Testament emphasized the importance, amen, of the name of Jesus. Amen. In the New Testament, it emphasized the more of the importance of the name of Jesus. When it comes down to Matthew 1, 21 through 23, 4 and 10 and 12, she shall bring forward a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Thou shall come. Talking about you and I, we shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. And we don't really want to do that. Father, all that we do must be done in the name. Colossians 3 and 17. All that we've done, amen, it must be done in the name. In the name of what? In the name of Jesus. Now, when you understand the fullness of that name and details of that name, you wouldn't mind calling on that name. You're not eliminating God when you, amen, uh, are giving Jesus glory. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word were God. All things was made by him, and without him there was nothing made that were made. The Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. We beheld the glory of the only begotten 
of the Father full of grace and truth. When we talk about Jesus, serving one another in love by the Spirit of God, John 13 and 35 and Romans 5 and 5, Galatians 5 and 3. And we're talking about serving one another in love, in love. Read those scriptures. First John 4 and 11. Sanctification for the world as a holy and a peculiar treasure to God. Exodus 19 and 5. We are a, a different people. We are a peculiar people. We don't live like the world lives. We don't act like the world. We are set apart. God has set his church apart. They are a light to this dark world. All true discipline is for the purpose of initially and promoting self-discipline. We don't like to be disciplined, but discipline is nothing, amen, but to help us to grow, help establish us more in the faith. When you go through something for the Lord and it was not easy to your flesh, only God is disciplining you. Instead of getting angry with the Lord, you ought to clap your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to go through that severe trial or that tribulation. Godly discipline arises from the genuine love and burden of one's heart. When you have that godly discipline, it arises from the genuine love and the burden of one heart. When motivated, when motivation, amen, comes from outside the heart, however, a person becomes guilty of merely trying to enact or enforce a code or a rule apart from genuine love for God. When it comes on the outside, when the law of God are written in our heart, however, we choose our course and plan of action according to the height moral law under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we are guided by the Holy Spirit. I pray we are. Now remember, the Lord said, everyone that says, Lord, Lord, should not enter in. Prayer and fasting. We can't get rid of that. Several religious exercises are disciplined. It helps us, amen, to regulate the mind and body. When in time, it helps us, amen, to draw nigh to God and enhance our relationship with him. We need to enhance our relationship with the Lord. Prayer and fasting. 
fasting and praying. Used to be a thing on norm, amen. We didn't mind fasting and praying. But oh, look where the saints have fell off today. We don't want to fast. We don't want to deny this old flesh. But Jesus said, These kind come out by much fasting and praying. A prepared church. Are you prepared to meet your maker? Are you prepared to meet the Lord if he were to come back tonight? Are you prepared? This is Dr. Moore saying amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.